FYI, this podcast contains spoilers. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 129 of the podcast that goes snicked. We're your host, Jason and Denise Venable. What's up? And we have another b- 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 bonus episode. Wow, there have been a lot of bonus episodes. Yeah, it's, feeling, it's going uh, around. Feeling awfully generous. <laughs> so we have our first new Wolverine story, kind of, in forever. Kind of. In uh, Secret Wars. Secret. Battle World. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. We have to come up with a song for the Secret Wars. Uh, maybe. Maybe. What's, uh, doesn't Madonna have a song about secrets? My baby's got a secret. Ooh. <laughs> Something's coming over me. Oh, my goodness. My baby's got a secret. We're going to work on that. No. I think my Madonna impersonation is spot on. <laughs> no, I meant the song. <laughs> Can I make a book about sex? A photograph book of sure. unattractive photos for the most part? <laughs> Did you really ever look at that book? A kid brought it to school in eighth grade, yeah. Or seventh grade. What grade was I in? I was in seventh or eighth grade. And a kid, yeah, a kid brought it to school. I was in high school. No, you weren't. Yes, I was. I promise you were not. I was in high school. Oh, mighty Google, please tell us what year the Madonna sex well, book came out. Let me rephrase that. When a kid at our school brought it to school, I was in high school. Mind- I was like a freshman or a sophomore, possibly even a, no, I wasn't a junior. Sex, book my Madonna. And the year was? I'm waiting. You're waiting for the almighty Google gods to tell 92. you? 92. So, I was a sophomore in high school. No, let's see. I was a 96. Yes. 95. I was a junior. 94. Was a 93 was a freshman. No, I was in eighth grade. Okay, well. Um, you were a freshman. You graduated in 95, right? Yes. 95, senior. 94, And part junior, of 92. 93, Okay, but part sophomore. of 92, you were also a sophomore. No, this came out. I promise I was in eighth grade. All right, well, because then I was still I, in high school. Hello, still in high school. You were a freshman, yeah. You were a little fishy, swimming up the stream. Anyway, I swear I saw it my sophomore year, but right. I was in high school. Okay, well, either way, Scandalous. I don't really know why we're talking about this. Because you tried to tell me that something came out when I vividly remember sitting in my high school theater class. Well, I was in eighth grade economics class. <laughs> Wait, let's... Let's back up here. Uh-huh. I was in high school theater class uh-huh. when the kid brought it into school, which kind of makes sense. Drama people are a little weird. You were in your economics class. Yeah. Uh, that's when I first learned that all economy is based on sex. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Oh goodness. Oh, um man. anyway, but yeah. yeah, so we have Secret War you know, Se- Secret Wars Battle World can become a tongue twister if you let it. 
Only if you say it three times fast while looking Secret at the Battle World, sex. Secret War Battle World, Secret War Battle World, number one. And uh, we'll go ahead and cover some uh, Wolverines while we're at it. We have the penultimate issue of that weekly series. There's only one left after this. Oh, they better hurry up. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so what do you say we get to some comics? Let's do it. Let's leave Madonna in the dust and talk about good stuff. I have no retort for that. <laughs> I wish you had a Pop-Tart for that. <laughs> hey, are your Pop-Tarts still over there? No, nope, they're at work. Dang. <laughs> All right, here we go. Okay, so we knew it was coming. We have our first somewhat Wolverine in a Secret Wars related title. We have Shh, Secret Wars. Hiya, Battle World. Why must you hit me every time you say hiya? Well, I gotta hit something. You can't say hiya and not do anything with your hands. I'll show you what I'm gonna do with my hands later. You're gonna be black and blue. Hmm. And I'm not talking about burgers. What? You have blue <laughs> burgers? Yeah, one of our clients has a black and blue burger. It's a. Oh, it has blue cheese on it? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. No, blue cheese is nasty. No, blue cheese is good. Wait, 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 wait. The person who don't. Who won't Who don't eat. what? Who don't what? <laughs> person who doesn't eat sour cream or ranch dressing or anything that looks like ranch dressing. It's cheese. <laughs> but you'll eat blue cheese? Yeah, it's cheese. I've yet to find a cheese I won't eat. Really? Yeah. You eat brie, right? I mean, not butt cheese. <laughs> or toe jam. Gross. Or belly button went. I have to tell you a funny story, so... <laughs> One time, Ethan and I were at the grocery store, and we passed by, you know, like the exotic cheeses. Uh huh. What about the erotic cheeses? No, oh, he okay. wasn't allowed to go there. <laughs> you have to go through the the protected door. That's right, the one that has like the clear plastic that hangs down. Right. So we passed by the exotic cheeses. Obviously, there's one that looks like it's moldy, but it, that's the way the cheese is. Right. And Ethan goes yells like. So loud in the grocery store. Ew, mommy, they need to throw that away. (laughs) (laughs) It's mold. And this woman pushed in a cart, like actually looked over. I was like, oh, ignore the child. And we're walking and we're we're reading comics. Yeah, Secret Wars Battle World number one. This is written by Joshua Wilman. This is written by Joshua Williamson. That's the same guy that does Birthright and Ghosted. I really like this guy. Anyway, also art by Mike Henderson. And then the color is by Jordan Boyd. That story is Soldier Supreme. We also have Modoc Madness, written by Ed Brisson. Art by Scott, son of Audrey Hepburn. <laughs> I don't know. And colors by Matt Mia. The letters on both stories are by VC's Joe Caramagna, and our cover is by Paco Medina. And we've both liked in the past, but uh, this cover's pretty standard. Yeah, there wasn't anything that just hopped out at me. So basically, it's a bunch of different characters from different realities uh, having a little fight. We have some kind of Captain America fighting Age of Ultron. Then we have some form of MODOK. Heroes Reborn, Iron Man, Spider-Man 2099, Old Man Thor, Old Man Logan, Lady Thor, Ultimate Spider-Man, Howard the Duck, Frankencastle, The Punisher, some guy. Is that Age of M. Magneto, I think? I think that's who that is. And then I don't remember this X-Men guy that looks like the Winter Soldier. 
but someone can probably shame me, and it's probably pretty obvious. But anyway, I mean, the art's nice. It's just, it's kind of, it's, it's a nice little cover. It's just it's, it's not Yeah, it's not exciting. But, so we get some Wolverine, kind of, in our Soldier Supreme. Uh, we're in Battle World 2099. Ooh. Now, remember, so Battle World is the Beyonders are destroying the multiverse, and they, there's been this super planet created with chunks of all the different multiverses on the one planet called Battle World. And Doom is God, Dr. Doom. Of course. Is God, and he's ruler. And we don't really know if you've been reading Secret Wars, which the first two issues are out, and they're pretty good. We don't really know, like, did the Beyonders do this? Did Doom do this? Like, there's really been no mention of the Beyonders at all since since Avengers ended. So, not really sure. But Doom's large and in charge, and all the little battle worlds are split off into, like, little countries, kind of. And they all have a baron. And Doom allows them to kind of rule as long as they all pledge allegiance to him. And so there's little skirmishes back and forth and stuff. And anyway, uh, one of those worlds is 2099. And here we have our Soldier Supreme, which is uh, a version of Frank Castle, the Punisher, possessed by Doctor Strange. What? What? I think I was drinking when you said that. <laughs> uh, yeah. But um, so he's walking around 2099 land and the four find him. The four. The four, who Dr. Punisher, or Strange Castle, whatever you want to call him, he says, he describes them as a Hulk, a Ghost Rider, a Wolverine, and a Spider-Man. <laughs> They're A. So we don't know where any of these guys are from. I will say... They're all from Canada, eh? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so just based on a little bit of whatever, Hulk looks like a pretty standard Hulk. He could be from anywhere. Yeah. Uh, Wolverine kind of looks like House of M, maybe. Ghost Rider has a future bike, but he doesn't look like Ghost Rider 2099, so I don't know what future he's from. And then Spider-Man kind of looks like he's apocalyptic of some sort, maybe with a Venom suit. He kind of looks like, if you remember that one panel from, um, All New X-Men where they jump through the different dimensions? Yes. He kind of looks like the Spider-Man in that one that we saw that looked like a horseman. Yes. Of one of the four horsemen, so, but I don't know. We don't get a dossier on these guys, so I'm not entirely sure. But anyway, they're hunting down uh, Frank Strange Castle. They're, I guess, glorified bounty hunters, as we'll find out kind of later. But the crime that uh, Dr. Strange Castle has committed is that he has crossed borders illegally in Battle World. Uh-oh. He's just kind of wandering around like the master of Kung Fu, so they're here to bring him in. And he, uh, he's going, he says he's going to go down in a blaze of glory. I'm going down in a blaze of glory. This is a very touchy-feely episode tonight. (laughs) And, uh, he casts spells for weapons. So he has mystic Uzis that he pulls out. And he shoots Spider-Man and Wolverine. And, of course, it's 2099. So someone says, where's the shark? Because shock is the F word in 2099. Wow. Yeah, We've evolved. It's pretty stupid. I like that uh, Dr. Strange Castle, uh, Hulk's about to squash him. Hulk smash! And he snaps and casts a calm spell. And he turns into Banner. And then he goes, dust, and Banner disintegrates. Yeah, why didn't he do that to, like, everybody? Dust. I don't know. But he snaps and does ice to Ghost Rider. 
And then blows him up with a the rocket, rocket of Ragador. Wow. And he uh, basically he puts the fire out of Ghost Rider. We have a, a smoldering skull. But Wolverine, remember, got shot with mystic bullets. But that doesn't slow him down. He's still got a healing factor. And he stabs Doctor Strange Castle right through the chest with a shrup. He goes, this what you want, bub? Which was a great line. Yeah. Uh, he went, this what you're looking for, snick? <laughs> Pretty awesome. Oh, there were, he calls them astral bullets. He says, it'll take a lot more than astral bullets to take me out of the fight. Don't make me end you, Castle. <laughs> so Castle decides to end himself. Well, no, but what does he say, though? Why don't you read that one? You might be a quick healer, but you've always been a slow learner, Wolverine. <laughs> and then Wolverine cuts him up, and he slices and dices, and Castle decides he's going to fall on his own sword, so to speak. And Doctor Strange is like, no, you can't do this. But he has the weapon of Watoom, which is a mystic grenade. And I was really disappointed that that wasn't based on the sound effect. Because that's on the last panel on the page. And I wanted to turn the page and see a big Watoom of an explosion. And we didn't get that. We got no. a Thoom Boom instead. <laughs> and Thoom Boom is so puny compared to... Watoom! Yeah, really missed opportunity there. Yeah. Maybe it um, wouldn't fit on the panel. But he leaves a uh, smoldering crater. Then we go back to Castle Doom. And Wolverine turns in the bloody Punisher shirt, which looks really cool. Like the blood's like in the middle of the skull of the shirt. Yeah. And well, um, you can see Wolverine's... Uh, claw marks. Yeah. yeah. Like Puncture holes. Right through like, yeah. the forehead of the skull. Yeah. And Wolverine says he's the only one of the four that survived. And he takes his shirt back. To Sheriff Strange. So we have another Doctor Strange. And I don't know what what Doctor Stranges are from where. We've not been made privy to that information yet. But we do know from the actual Secret Wars series that... So Doom has kind of two right hands. Which... And this isn't wholly original. I thought of this as well. But it was already said on the Intercomics podcast. Kind of the cool thing about that is there's two sides to Doom. There's science and magic. Right. And so he has this guy, Dr. Strange, who's kind of the magic side. He's like a sheriff. And then he has his advisor, Valer- Valerie, Valeria, or whatever her name is, and the Fantastic Four daughter who represents science. And those are kind of his two ministers, I guess, uh, kind of represent the two sides of doom. But anyway, uh, this version of Strange, wherever he might be from, is the sheriff. I wonder if this is the real Strange because he was with Doom at the end of the Marvel Universe. So it would make sense that maybe he would still be around in that version, but I don't know. He reminds me of the Sheriff of Nottingham. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I want to cut his heart out with a spoon. Yep. And of course, Strange is like, you were supposed to bring him back alive so we can make an example out of him. And Wolverine is like, yeah, but he knew he was going to die, so he decided to do it on his own terms. I kind of respect that. And uh, Strange is, Sheriff Strange is like, all right, well, you can go back to Limbo. So this Wolverine is residing in Limbo. So maybe it's that Wolverine and not House of M. But um, anyway, he leaves. And then the ghost of the other Doctor Strange is like, hmm, you'll do. Your body's pretty much immortal. I can take over you. But Do- uh, Wolverine can hear him. And he says... Um, because um, Doctor Strange says, if you try to resist me, I'll make your life a living hell. And Wolverine says, you want to know about hell? Wait until we get home to Inferno. Ooh. The end to be continued. We'll see these characters again somewhere. So that's that one. What do you think of that? What do you think of the art? 
I love the art. No, it's pretty good. It's very sketchy and kind of boxy. Yeah, but, but it I think works. That's what I loved about it. Yeah, no, it works really well. There's a, f- a couple of really cool panels. I like the one uh, Doctor Strange Castle's cape, like blowing in the dust and the wind, and a couple of different scenes. It looks really great. I thought the designs and the vehicles it looked. It made 2099 not look as bright as usual. It was a lot bleaker. Right. Like more post-apocalyptic looking. Then kind of the bright, like, future mecca that it kind of was in the in the original line of comics. But I still thought it looked really cool. And I like kind of the thick white panel borders. Looked cool. I thought it fit the art style. See, what's funny is, is on the iPad, they don't seem that thick because the page is scaled down. But when right. I look over at your comic book, I'm like, oh, yeah, they are really fat. And it, I don't know if it bothers me or not. It doesn't <laughs> bother me in the on the iPad, but I also, the type was so small on the iPad, I did have to do like a panel by panel view to read uh, it. So I did sort of lose something in translation because right. of that. So whatever version of this, what do you think of our Wolverine? We finally got a little actual Wolverine story for the first time in a long time. It's interesting because I guess I expected, you know, you've been kind of helping me understand the whole like, you know, multiverse is that what they call it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Multiverse. And so in my mind, I, I was expecting, I knew we'd have these sort of like alternate reality people. But for the most part, I figured, well, he'll look the same, but he'll have a completely different attitude. And instead, I feel like it, he still has like a piece of Wolverine attitude. Yes, definitely. I, I feel like all these characters kind of did. Well, at least the two that actually like interact. I mean, right. let's face it, Hulk's barely there. Spider-Man's barely there, Ghost Rider. But Wolverine and then the Punisher both felt like Their pretty characters. significantly pieces of Wolverine and the Punisher. Yeah, and I think that's what... I guess in my mind I was waiting for this whole, this isn't Wolverine, but it looks like Wolverine. So right. if it looks like it and sort of talks like it, or at least the speech bubbles coming out of its mouth, then it must be Wolverine. Right. So I was pleasantly surprised when he actually acted and had that that hint of who Wolverine really is. Because you'd like to think at your core, if there was a multiverse, that there would still be a piece of you, like your essence. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's a version of you. There should be something that's true to you that y'all find in each other. Yes. Yeah, I agree. And I thought that was pretty cool. So between the art and the story, I I enjoyed this. I mean, it's just kind of a, you know, let's take these random bounty hunters and have them track down this guy that we don't really know what he's trying to accomplish. There's not, it's very much kind of just a slice out of Secret Wars. There's not a whole lot of backstory given to us at this point. Right. But I still thought it was pretty interesting. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Now, I will say I haven't, I didn't read the other Secret Wars. So this was a little, I have no idea why these people (laughs) are fighting. I have no idea why this person's after that person. But whatever, we'll go with it. So for the most part, did I know what was going on? No. (laughs) But I enjoyed it. Cool. Well, um, before we grade it, I will talk about the Modoc story for just a second. I didn't like it. I don't like Modoc. I think he's, for the most part, fairly worthless. Are these worthless. the, like, garbage pale bobblehead kids? Yes. Okay. I think you called them pumpkin heads at one yes. point. Actually, you know what he reminds me of? Do you remember? I think they were called mad balls. Or maybe ugly mad balls. balls. But I think they were mad balls. And they're these balls, like little rubber balls. Oh, and they had, like, 
the ugly faces on yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, and you could throw them, and they would bounce, and they all looked horrific. Yes. And of course, me and Cameron loved them. <laughs> That's what Modoc reminds me. Right. I don't. I don't think we were quite teenagers yet when they came out, but um. But yeah, we were probably nine or ten. But yeah, that's what Modoc always reminds me of. Anyway, we have all these different versions, and they're really annoying. And then the Thors come and find them. Blah blah blah. Who cares? And smashes them like yeah. pumpkins. Yeah. Do they throw them out car windows while they're going sixty. <laughs> anyway, I didn't care for it. Art wasn't that great. Story was got on my nerves. All right. So what do you get? What are you gonna grade? Secret Wars Battle World Number One. Uh, for the part that I read. <laughs> yeah. The part one. Uh, I'm going to give it four out of six. Okay. I was right there with you. So if I was only grading the first part, I would also give it four out of six claws. Okay. Since I read both and I'm grading the oh, whole comic. The back baby part, it gets zero out of six because the art alone turned me off. <laughs> yeah. So for me, Battle Secret World, ugh, I cannot say that. Secret Wars, Battle World. Number one, I'm going to average out to two out of six claws. So just go to your comic book store, ask them if you can rip it in half. Yeah, and pay half price and get yeah. the get the Wolverine Punisher part. Right, because that part's good. The other part, not so much. Yeah. Anyway, but we had Wolverine for a minute there, or a version of him. So that was our shh, secret wars battle world. Hiya. Ow. <laughs> hey, hey, we're, we're the Wolverines. Wolverines. People say we snicked around, but we're too busy healing for anyone to keep us down. That's right. It's time for Wolverines 19, the penultimate chapter, 19 out of 20. Yay, we're almost done. <laughs> almost done. This part is written by Charles Soule, art by Ariella Christiantina, colors by Sonia Obeck. Lenders by VC's Corey Pettit. Woohoo! And Juan Doe does the cover. What do we got on the cover? We have Mystique sporting a Wolverine arm. Yeah. With the light coming out of with it. With claws. <laughs> uh, it's light. Yeah, it does kind of look like light claws. But it's really cool. Yeah, so it's a hot pink and purple background. And Mystique's in shadow. The skulls on her head and belt look awesome. Yeah. And she looks pretty rad. I'm going to say, out of our last three Juan Doe covers, two of them have been amazing, and this would be one of them. So I'm comparing back and forth between the floppy and the digital. Uh-huh. And you can't really tell on the digital, but there's some amazing halftone work. And yeah. And you can see it on the floppy. Well, you can see it, because I already made this my screensaver at work, and you can see it pretty well from the digital copy when you look at it. Yeah, when you blow it up, you can yeah. really see it. But Yeah, it's really nice. But man, does it look sharp on the floppy. Yeah, I think Sorry, this I'm is a great cover. Sorry, I'm off here, comic. <laughs> That's fine. I, I think this is a wonderful cover. Yeah, and I love uh, John, what's his name? John Wando. Wando's little... Uh, Teardrop signature. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. It is pretty cool. All right, so remember uh, when last we left off, Sinister made the uh, Wolverines do some bad things, and the Mystique threw a big fit and killed everybody. Bad Mystique. Bad Mystique. So really, this this issue doesn't go much further than that. <laughs> All right. So what do you got? So uh, we find Mystique and De or she's talking to a floating destiny head. Yes. All the single ladies. No, just kidding. <laughs> uh, 
Um, and Destiny's like, hey, I hate to ask this of you, but we're getting to the crucial hour, so things have to play out like exactly as planned. I hate to put you in this spot, but I know out of anybody, you're going to be the one who's going to be able to do it. But the one thing she says is protect your tools. So Sinister looks at Mystique and he's like, you threw a ship at me. Damn you, woman. <laughs> Starts choking her. Then basically X-23 gets Dawkins. She's like, look, hey, we don't owe Mystique anything. So uh, Dawkins says, let's get the freak out of here. And X-23 is like, yeah, we can't because Mystique crashed the plane. Well, and she decides, hey, we can take Sinister. Like, right, if screw we work Mystique. Together. Like, we can do what we need to do and get out of here and, and leave, leave everybody here. Right. So they ask Deathstrike if she'll help. And she says yes because she wants vengeance against Ogun. Or, I'm sorry, Shogun. And for Shogun, for, not against Shogun. Right, for Shogun, because she assumes Shogun's about to die. Right, when she is. He is, and of Which course... opens the soul gate for Ogun to come out. Yes, and so Ogun pops out. And magically, his helmet transforms into Ogun's classic demon mask. Yeah, hated that. <laughs> anyway, he's like, look, I am eternal. When this body dies, I hop out of it. I move on to the next one. So I'll fight Sinister so y'all can get out of here because I love you. And one day I will come and find you and we can continue our fight over why right. I shouldn't do this. Right. We can continue our horribly um, unhealthy relationship. <laughs> yes. So basically the whole time Sinister and Mystique are still he's choking, still choking yeah. her. <laughs> They're still fighting. And then Ogun stabs Sinister through the chest. He drops Mystique. Mystique's like, let's go. So Sinister and Ogun kind of fight. They kind of kitty fight. Like, you chop off my fingers. I grow them back. Yeah, Sinister does. Yeah. He's like, come on, bring it. Back on the ship, Mystique starts barking orders. And she tells everyone, you go get this. You go do this. You go do this. And they're all like, uh, no. Yeah, they're like, why should we? And Creed even brings up a good point. He's like, Mystique is always out to save herself. Right. So why should, now, I will say. And she, she just shot me in the head, so I'm a right. little bit pissy. Well, and he's half naked. Where yeah. does clothes go? And looks too, a little bit too much like Wolverine. In fact, yes. when he woke up, I didn't know who he was. When he woke up. In the first, first part of the book. I was like, like Dawkins and X-23 are arguing. I was too. I was like, who is this? Yeah. But it's Sabretooth, somehow. Somehow. Yeah. He not only understands Wolverine, but he can transform himself into Wolverine. Right. And then he's, like, kind of unbelieving that he killed Junk. He's like, dude, I like Junk. Why would I kill him? Now, is that a Wolverine trait? Like, when he goes into a berserker age? No, remember, he was under the control word. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. And berserk on top of that. So, yeah, he probably doesn't remember. Right. So, in a nutshell, though, X-23 is like, fine, I'll do whatever you want me to go do. So, Mystique has her going into her room to find some red box, which X-23 decides to peek into, and it's just a costume. And I love that X-23 goes, it's just a costume, not, oh, it's Mystique's extra set of white clothes with a skull. Yeah, you mean it has her little skull belt. Yeah. Which, what kind of skulls are those? Squirrels? Squirrels. They look human-like, but they're tiny. So I don't know. They're they're. They do have little fangs, though. Maybe they're, but they're not. They're not rats. Who knows? Anyway, squirrel. Mystique skulls. So then, Dawkins has gone down to the lower decks to find um, 
Siphon. Siphon. He's supposed to wrangle up the prisoners. Yep. And he runs into X-23. He's like, what are you doing down here? And she's like, I don't trust Mystique anymore. I need you to... You need to go get Sinister with Siphon. Like he tells... He tells she tells him a plan to betray Mystique or whatever, or to do it themselves. Right. Uh, but guess That's what? Sad. She is Mystique. And so then we find out that Destiny... It's like her voiceover, mm-hmm. and it says, I won't blame you if you can't achieve this. One day we'll meet in another life, and Mystique's like, it'll be this one. Yeah, so she grabs the uh, golden dragon dodo and takes it to Portal, who like, ooh, I really want that. I know how to use that. If you Give get it to my, me. If you get my drift, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Oh. So they come to an understanding uh, Dawkins trying to wrangle up Siphon, but Siphon is nuts. He tries to eat Dawkins, and Dawkins is like, dude, you already took my healing factor. Yeah, and Siphon's like, hungry. So he puts him on a metal leash, and then we get more fighting with Sinister and Ogun. I really enjoy these fighting panels. Like, yeah. I like the parts that are out of focus and the parts that are in focus. Right. Really help with the action. So even though they're dead now, Sinister confesses that he healed all the Weapon X rejects. Mystique killed him. And he, he basically tells Ogun, you're only in control of this body because... It's dying. It's dying. So what happens if I heal Shogun? And he stabs him with the healing juice. So then we go back to the ship and Creed and Deathstrike are talking. He's basically like, I'm try- I can't believe I did this. Why would I-, Why would I kill junk? I'm trying to be a better person. And Deathstrike's like... She plays all of us. Well, he says it must have been Mystique's fault. Right. And Deathstrike is going, well, maybe, but it's kind of who you are, too. <laughs> yeah, but then Deathstrike also says, like, no matter what Mystique is doing right now, she's trying to help us get off this place. So I'm pretty sure she's going to betray me. And when she does, I got these. And she, like, shows her sharp little fingers. Right. And yep. then X-23 comes out looking like she's 12. Yeah, a little young in this panel. But she says, Mystique thinks we're all idiots. I warned her. I don't care what she's trying to do. Or even if she actually is trying to save us, I am done with Raven Darkholm. Yeah, so just in case you weren't aware, Sinister spelled it out for you earlier during one of the fights. He said, my healing factor is almost as good as Wolverine's. And so at the end here, we have Siphon's going to feed on Sinister. And it doesn't really, like, there's too much. He can't kill Sinister. Right. But it really satisfies Siphon. He sits down, puts his hand in his pants, Al Bundy style. It's like, yep, that's he's the ticket. He's got a little like Buddha belly going on. Yeah. His stomach's all distended. He's full. He says he doesn't have to feed for another month. Yeah, and since he's all smart now, and then uh, Mystique shoots him with the machine gun. And everyone's like, no, quit killing people. And she's like, Portal, take them. So Dawkins, Siphon, and Shogun, who's back in charge of his body now because Sinister healed him, they get teleported away by Portal, and that prompts X-23, Sabretooth, and Lady Deathstrike to try to attack Mystique. And Portal shoots him with his teleporting finger gun and sends them Ooh. to the nexus of all realities, where Mystique needs them for her plan. But be warned, as they, they teleport there themselves, it's protected by Man-Thing. Man-Thing? Yeah, the best name of any comic ever was Giant Size Man-Thing number one. Which was my uh, autobiography. (laughs) (laughs) Shh, that wasn't supposed to be publicated. Uh, I don't Um, think publicated is a word, George (laughs) W. Bush. (laughs) 
I'm a creative director. Dub ya. I am a creative director. I can make a word I want. Oh, man. So what do you think of the art in this issue? Loved it. Yeah. A couple of weird panels. But for the most Not part. Not crazy about the, her Sabretooth and the fact that he barely yeah. ever looked like Sabretooth. But everything else was like eye candy heaven. Yes. I really love Dawkins. She really nailed this kind of in-between thing he's doing. Yes. Where he still has the mohawk, but he's growing out the rest of his hair to try to look like his dad. And... It's kind of that growing out phase. It looks really cool. Uh, her death strike looks great. Her mystique looks great. Everybody looks awesome other than the saber tooth. And other than that one panel of X-23 where she looked like a kid. Yeah, I love the panel of mystique going from X-23 back to mystique. Well, yeah, and that big page of Sinister and Ogun fighting is really yes. great. Then there's this panel of X-23 when she's trying to find Mystique's red toolbox. Yes. Where she's running through the hall and then she kind of flips through the over the fire and stuff. Great, great panels. And the faded color work really works by Obak on these two. They, they, they're a good team. Yeah. Well, and I love this panel of Ogun and Sinister fighting. And Sinister's like coming down on Ogun and he's ready to thrust the yeah. sword. Yeah. It's just, oh, eye candy. So, we love the art. What did you think of the story? Is it over yet? I mean, I feel like where we left off, like my running joke, I was going to be like, so let's summarize what happened in the last book. Yeah. That's what happened in this one. See, I disagree. I think a lot, this is kind of the issue. It's a little late for me, but this is, if this was 10 issues ago, this is right what I was looking for. Well, and that's the thing is I I am over it. Yeah. No matter what they do, it could be awesome. And I'm going to be like, too little, too late. (laughs) Mystique acts like Mystique. Yes. She's not bratty. She's actually like manipulative and smart. She's still, you know, a dirty witch, but she's a cool dirty witch or at least a powerful dirty witch. Well, and she's cunning. Yes. So it's like, okay, is this part of her plan or did her plan go haywire and now she's just trying to save her own butt? Right. And it's like, oh no, it's part of her plan. But now is this part of the plan? Like it keeps you guessing. And I love that. And we haven't I, had to that. a degree, but I'm kind of don't really care what her plan anymore is. No, well, Partly because her plan is to get destiny back. Right, back alive, which that Ooh. in game to me doesn't really mean anything. I, I could kind of not care either way about destiny. I kind of um, just wish when people died, they stayed dead. <laughs> I thought just seeing Mystique's kind of dominoes fall over, like actually, actually kind of happen, I thought was pretty entertaining, pretty cool. Sinister actually felt like Sinister. He wasn't just a stupid joke, this issue. He was actually, he was still kind of megalomaniac, you know, like still kind of had his like, oh, look how cool I am. Right. Like he was still, sin- but that Sinister, but he wasn't a joke. Like he was actually like serious, like badass Sinister. And I enjoyed that. And even Siphon wasn't terrible. No, he was drawn a little, he was drawn cool. Well, you know why he looked cooler? Because Christian Tina played down all the swirly swirls in him. Oh, good. It was much more subtle. He was just more green with some slight markings, and that looked a lot better. I thought the play between Ogun and Shogun was actually finally interesting. Yeah. Um, really, this, this was a good issue, I thought. I just wish it would have come a long time ago. Yeah, like you said, it needed to come about 10, 10 issues ago. Yeah, but um, that said, what are you going to grade Wolverine's number 19? 
Um, so I'm actually going to give it high marks yeah. because I did enjoy it. I'm going to give How it high? five out of six. However, there's wow. a there's an asterisk up in the corner. This should have come 10 issues ago because in the overall scheme of things, I'm over it. Yeah. I'm ready for this. It's too bad story because to I agree with you that this is one of the better issues of the series. Yeah. Like it's one of the more interesting stuff happens. The fighting's really cool. I'm also going to give it five out of six claws, kind of hesitantly, like hoping that the, the last issue actually pays off a little bit. But yeah, I'll go ahead and do it just because I love the art. The art's phenomenal. And the art alone is, like I said, you can just drool over the book. Yeah, it was, just, it was a cool looking book. I like her kind of rough style but it's still very detailed. So yeah, and plus just the cover gives it an extra claw by itself. So yeah, yeah so we're both kind of in the same place. Is it enough to redeem the whole series? No. Probably not, but it was enough to make me recommend this issue. But only this issue. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, there's like five that you don't even have to read. You could just, you know, skip. I'm trying to remember when Fang started. If you, you can go back to there and just skip all Everything that else. to here. Yeah. yeah. You don't even need to know what happened. It's not even important. (laughs) (laughs) Not even a little bit. No. But also, since kind of our main two characters that we really care, or from the stance of the podcast, care the most about, X-23 and Sabretooth. Sabretooth. Sabretooth was, oh yeah, yeah, okay, all right. Anyway, I thought they all were portrayed very well. I really enjoyed X-23 as kind of the take charge, like, I'm I'm done with this. Right. Uh, Sabretooth, like, actually offended that he committed bad violence instead of his new good violence. Right. And Dawkins actually kind of like, hey, like, even though I didn't like the last one very much, the last couple of issues, he's finally kind of starting to man up a little bit. Yeah. So I've enjoyed that. So their character arcs aren't bad. But yeah, I don't know why we're still talking. We already graded it. So yeah. anyway, Wolverines, 19, we both gave five out of six claws. Hey, hey, hey we're, we're the Wolverines. Wolverines. People say we snicked around, but we're too busy healing for anyone to keep us down. Okay, next up we have another Secret Wars kind of tie-in for you. Um, We have a Secret Wars rendition of, hey, remember when Wolverine was alive? Because Wolverine is alive in the past, in an alternate past maybe i'm not sure but anyway he shows up in deadpool's secret secret wars number one but i'm not really going to talk about it very much instead i'm going to turn it over to um one of our secret wars correspondents uh he's been on the show before on a flashback episode and it's a uh, mr david hooray so i'm going to send it over to dave hey jason this is dave uh doing your deadpool correspondence for the secret wars event Today we're going to be talking about issue number one of Deadpool's Secret Secret Wars. Uh, the creative team on this issue is one that should be familiar to most Deadpool fans if they've read any recent Deadpool stuff. Uh, Cullen Bunn writes both the main story and the small backup that we'll talk about, and he's been sort of the go-to man lately in the past couple of years for Deadpool. I mean, he's doing Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe, Night of the Living Deadpool, and so forth and so on. Uh, the main story is drawn by Matteo Lolly, uh, who most recently did the Hawkeye vs. Deadpool miniseries, the artist on the backup story is a Jacopo Kamani, and I'm sure I'm butchered that. Letterer is VC's Joe Sabino on both stories. Colorist on the main story is Ruth Redman, and colorist on the backup is Veronica Gambini. The main 
story creative team. Again, writer Colin Bunn and artist Matteo Lali recently did the Deadpool Killustrated miniseries, where Deadpool fights uh, people from classic literature stories. As for this issue uh, and the title of this current podcast, suggests this miniseries is tying into the Secret Wars event, but true to Deadpool fashion, it is not the current Secret Wars, but the original one from 1985, which, as an aside, at least through the first two issues of the main Secret Wars title, we don't have any idea if, when, or how Wade is even going to be involved in the current Secret Wars uh, storyline, uh, especially given the events, and this is, I guess, somewhat spoilers, but the issue was called The Death of Deadpool, so how much of a spoiler can it be? Deadpool died in issue 250 slash Deadpool 45. Deadpool was on a boat with some of his other cast of characters. I won't go into full spoilers on that, but they all died at the final incursion between the 616 and the Ultimate Universe. So we'll see if he appears somewhere in uh, Secret Wars, but based on this miniseries, it's not looking likely. Now, on to the main story in this issue. This story inserts Deadpool into the classic 1985 Secret Wars miniseries. The story opens, or this issue opens in media res with a burned-off uniform, basically dead, sorry, basically naked and scarred, typical appearing uh, under the uniform Deadpool, sitting and lamenting to himself in the background of a destroyed battlefield bunker. He's surrounded by charred bodies, two of which we're able to figure out are Cap and Thor, due to the presence of Cap's broken shield and a broken Mjolnir in the background. Uh, he's shown via flashbacks uh, how he arrived here on Battleworld along with the other heroes, uh, oddly enough, with Magneto. And basically through flashbacks, we're shown that the captured heroes, again, with Deadpool and Magneto, are transported here. They see the formation of Battleworld. They're deposited here and told by an as-yet-unseen Beyonder to fight or die. They win their first skirmish with a few villains, including the Lizard, the Absorbing Man, and Kang, and then Team Leader Cap sends Storm out to do recon and hopefully find a defensible shelter, which I'm guessing is going to be the opening scene destroyed battle bunker we find Deadpool and the rest of the bodies in. We flash forward back to the present after Cap sends Storm out to do recon, and we see a healed Deadpool emerge from this bunker saying that maybe, maybe he can pull the Wade Wilson magic and win the whole secret war. And when I say a healed Deadpool, he looks sort of like a mustache Mustachioed blonde Tom Selleck from uh, Magnum P.I. Picture a blonde-haired and mustachioed Magnum P.I., and that's what Deadpool looks like when he walks out of the bunker. So don't know where that's going to lead, but we'll find out. The backup feature is a short story, a 10-page backup feature that shows Deadpool inserted into yet another 1980s battle royale, this time 1982's Marvel Superhero Contest of Champions which was Marvel's first published miniseries, and featured a storyline almost identical to Secret Wars, where the heroes are snatched by two all-powerful entities, in this case, uh, Grandmaster and someone called the Unknown, who ends up being Death, and they're forced to fight. The main teams fighting each other showed the usual Cap, Wolverine, and so forth, but Deadpool and some of the remaining quote-unquote heroes, and we'll say that because they're sort of Z-list stars in the Marvel Universe, beg these all-powerful entities to let them fight as well as they can earn some street cred. So Deadpool and a Z-list team of Howard the Duck, Dupe, and the Pink Sphinx are pitted against an even more Z-list team of some people that I'm pretty sure are created just for this event. Uh, there's one called, we, we, we know Man-Thing, we have She-Man-Thing. So I think this is the first period of She-Man-Thing that I'm aware of, as well as Rocket Racer, Frogman, and the Tapeworm. Uh, Deadpool's team wins, and they receive a participant medal since they weren't in the true Contest of Champions event. 
a very short story, but again, it's basically like a Cliff Notes version of Secret Wars and Contest of Champions in and of itself. The art-wise in this issue, uh, both the artists are very well. Again, Matteo Lali on the main story and Jacopo Kamani on the backup story. Both have very tight, clean line work. It's a very neat art, and actually they both do a very good job of sort of aping the 80s costumes and feel, particularly in the main story reading that one. I felt like I was reading a 1980s Secret Wars-ish type art. He gets the characters and the costumes right down to the Hulk having a very Guy Gardner-like bowl cut and She-Hulk looking like the Jolly Green Giant from uh, the Frozen Foods aisle. So the art's really done well on this one. All right, so critiquing this issue, plot-wise, this is obviously a setup issue, and that's basically all it does, but even then it only does it to a certain degree. We start off the issue learning that Deadpool seems to be one of the only survivors left, and that's exactly where we are at the end, and we only have part of the backup story to how he got there. So story-wise, there's not a lot here, and the backup story, again, is basically a Cliff Notes version of Contest of Champions with Deadpool giving you a commentary track. Having said that, the issue does have a number of entertaining moments, uh, mostly humorous and usually from Deadpool's quippiness, uh, no one having any idea who Deadpool is, despite the fact that he tries to remind them the whole episode. And then one particular funny moment, Deadpool asks Wolverine, you know, how do you do it, playing the game with these goody two-shoes, smiling with the Dalai Lama, when your homicidal tendencies want to rage out of control? How do you do this? Wolverine responds, most of my healing factor is dedicated to my pride. So that was pretty funny. But again, for me, the art is the real selling point of this issue. Both the main story and the backup art are really nice tight, clean line work, and it really apes the sort of 80s look of the characters, and some humorous moments from Deadpool in the background. Rating, I would give this two and a half claws. This is not a terrible issue, but it's by no means a great issue. Again, some genuinely funny moments, and the art is really good, but for me, the lack of story progression really makes the 499 price tag a little hard to swallow on this one. This may read better when the story is read in full, but again, at this point, all we have is this one issue to go by. And that is my take on Deadpool's Secret Secret Wars number one. Enjoy the event, you guys. Hey, thanks, Dave. Appreciate you doing that. Yeah, so pretty much hitting on some of the same things he hit on. To me, when you get Deadpool, you want, you know, some good action and some good art, which we got, but you really want the funny. And he covered kind of the funniest things I found in this issue. Um, the Wolverine line I thought was hilarious. I really laughed pretty hard at that. The one about where Deadpool's asking him, like, how can you hang out with these guys? You're a psycho like me, right? And he's like, most of my healing factor goes to my pride. Which, man, that just, I, I laughed Really good at that one. Um, also enjoyed, he talked about the uh, the participant prize in the Contest of Champions segment. If you remember from the original Contest of Champions, the thing they were trying to get was this Golden Globe. Not the, uh, not the award for entertainment, but an actual Golden Globe that was split in four pieces and put back together. And uh, the participant trophy that these Z-listers, as Dave called them, that they got was... A ball, like a golden ball shaped. It was shaped like a globe as well. So it's kind of a knockoff of the actual item from Contest of Champions as well. So I enjoyed that. Another thing he already kind of pointed on that was one of my favorite parts was instead of calling the female man thing like woman thing, they called her she man thing. I just thought that was kind of a little clever. So again, I can pretty much agree with Dave for the most part uh, as far as I think maybe I was a little more entertained by it than he was. I left. A decent amount. I, I will say I laughed a lot more during the contest and champions backup than I did the actual Secret Wars 
portion of the issue, which I don't, I'm assuming the rest of the series, if we get backups, they'll be different because there's, I mean, there's always so much you can do with the contest of champions. But um, as far as the first part, it wasn't as funny to me as the second part. Again, if you want to hear really good commentary on the original Secret Wars, the two-part epic flashback we did with uh, Jack and Dan from the Intern Comics podcast is the way to go. Um, that's a few episodes back for us on the podcast at Ghost Nick. Definitely recommend that if you want some classic Secret Wars um, antics. But um, anyway, as far as this issue, Deadpool's Secret Secret Wars number one, I'm going to grade it a hair higher. I'm going to go a straight three out of six claws. But anyway, hey, that's uh, a Secret Wars rendition of, hey, remember when Wolverine was alive? Okay, so that's going to do it for episode 129, a bonus episode. Bonus. Where we, we kind of weirdly kick off Secret Wars, not actually having being in the main title. And we have Battle World, and that's cool. We got some Wolverine, and then we got some Wolverines. And some other Secret Wars stuff. So um, anyway, hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, please like the Facebook page. Please. Uh, you can leave an iTunes review. Twitter is at SnickCast. Follow us there. Email us SnickCast at Yahoo.com. Show notes and stuff are at SnickCast.Podbean.com. And if you want to look at Denise's napkin art, what's your Twitter? D-A-S underscore Venable. So, cool. Oh, but leave, send me a message that you follow the podcast that goes snaked. Otherwise, you go into I'm like, going to quit plugging you. <laughs> I just don't want... No, and we don't need to go through that again. Anyway, next episode will be a flashback episode. Flashback! So we'll see you there. Until next time, hugs, hugs and, and snakes. snakes. Bye. Bye.